Welcome back to week 15 of the UK Property Market Stat Show, where we bring you up-to-date stats on what's happening on the property market right here, right now. We are, Today I'm joined with Ben Madden, who is big in the game, West London estate agent, runs his own estate agency, and is also a guru to an awful lot of estate agents in the UK within the Final Country Network. Thanks for joining me today, Ben. Thank you for having me. Guru, like it. Yeah, I'll take that. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, so boys and girls, what's the show about? For those of you who have never watched this show before, most of the property stats that are, are presented to you are, are, pro- are talks about property data that is probably months and months out of date. The Land Registry is talking about sales that were, uh, so we're filming this in April, on sales that were agreed late summer that completed probably a couple of months ago, and now we're looking at the numbers. We're looking at the top of the funnel. We're looking at houses coming on the market, properties being reduced, sales being agreed, sales falling through. These are all important stats because it's the stuff at the top of the funnel that drives the funnel at the bottom. So you're getting an idea of exactly what's happening in the property market six or nine months before anyone else. We're here to talk about week 15, which is a week ending Sunday, the 16th of April. So, Ben, shall we crack on and have a look at the top of the funnel like we always do? And thanks Let's again for coming back. I know I got a lot of great feedback for, for everyone else and not yourself. Hey! Yeah, hey, Fanta, Fanta. Oh, no, sorry, mate. No, no, we get some good feedback. Um, thank you, Barbara from Droitwich, for uh, for sending in the, uh, the notes there. Right then, so we're kicking off with new instructions, okay? And we're just looking at week... 15 we're going to compare week the the week compared to other weeks in the past but let's just look at pure week 15 which is always as said in the middle of april i think particularly out of step there i mean obviously 2020 that was the awful lockdown wasn't it yeah i mean you sent me a text last night based on the data i read it first in this morning i haven't seen any of this um Easter week falls at a different week every year. And so what we're looking at here is some Easter week data for 2022. But I don't know if, sorry, for 2023, I don't know when Easter fell in 22, 21, 19, 18. So there's definitely going to be some some skewed data here, some strange numbers. Um, Straight off the bat, I think, so let me just get real controversial. Let me just annoy a whole load of agents. What I think we're going to do today is create the ultimate excuse for a whole load of agents. I think that's what you're going to do. You're going to present them with the reason it's not going the way they want it to. A small chunk, a smaller chunk, are going to say, it's Easter. Of course it is. So slight reduction numbers has no impact on my business. I'm going to go away and do what I do and continue to be successful. A load are going to say, I knew it. The end of the world was coming and it's arrived and there's less activity. Those people, this is the video for you. This is going to make your year, but it's not the truth. It's just Easter. We're looking at reduced data. Oh, well, sorry. I've only seen one slide. (laughs) I assume we're going to be looking at reduced data, but I would, you know, slide one. Yeah. It looks like an Easter week to me. Wonderful. Wow. Are we getting back to some sort of seasonal, traditional norm? That would be fantastic. Oh, see what? Where it goes quiet at Christmas and then goes quiet again on in the Christmas Sundays? God forbid. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have that ability to, to know when there's going to be the peaks and the drops, the highs and the lows, like we're used to, you know, like us experienced estate agents have. That's that's a a return to normality bloody hell i mean again anyone that's been in the state agency the last few years it's just been constant even christmas it was like three days off and it was like a little boop and then off it carried again we we could be returning back to a more normal market just have a quick look at the average listing price and we're presently sitting at 437 which again when you compare with the running average we've we've been working on let's just pull it up Last week it was four two eight. The week before four twenty, four two four. So I mean, we've not been. I think it's been majorly happening there, is it? So, as, do you not think? Just carry on. Just jump in when. Yeah, you I mean, I don't. I mean, average listing prices, properties are worth more than they were five years ago. So the average listing price should have naturally increased, um, as we've talked about a couple of times. Um, the more expensive properties um, that have perhaps been uh, sort of, so excuse me, the more expensive by that, I mean, the larger properties 
perhaps homeowners are thinking the downsides are thinking i've just been for a really tough winter you know cost of utilities are through the roof why am i sitting on three spare bedrooms so those properties are coming to market certainly anecdotally we're having those conversations with homeowners locally the bigger properties thinking about downsizing thinking about freeing up some cash it's you know i i would imagine that's happening around the country but i can only talk about my tiny little territory again the stats are showing that we're going to go into a little bit more detail on that uh, cumulative listings year to date and we're on four six seven now obviously we had covid in 20 which meant that now that that is going to go backwards for the next eight weeks because things didn't really happen a lot during that time i know houses did come on market but at lower rates but as you can quite clearly see here listings are at four six seven you know we're in 2019 there was a lot there's a few more listings because we had the post covid we had the um post boris bounce didn't we no that was bank, no bank, that was the start of 2020 so yeah was, boris bounce yeah. was right at the very end of 2019 i think yes. though what you did experience in 2019 was the perception that brexit was handled it was dealt with there was a line in the sand and then it sort of extended till the end of 2019 but that allowed more properties to come to market because the previous three or four years have been reasonably flat so um yeah i mean this is this is the least exciting exciting graph i've ever seen because it just shows reasonable numbers in line with what we've seen over the last few years um th this to me is is good news you know we don't want extremes we don't want crazy we want um very similar i think in terms of instructions to the last five six seven years right you this is the graph that you've been waiting for <laughs> okay this is your listings okay your pink light now again oh bloody hell done a wrong screen dump all right okay here we go right so um the pink line is the number of listings in 2023 the orange line is 2019 the blue line is 2018 and the yellow line is 2017 okay my apologies that does work on my spreadsheet and i haven't transferred it over so apologies there excuses excuses i know so, but, um but you can quite clearly see. So Easter, Easter in, was a week earlier on the blue line. It was a week later on the yellow and it was a week after that on the orange, right? Yeah. Boom. I'm a genius. No, I've just worked in the same year a little while and I understand what's going on. And that those, you know, um, guys who are looking at this and saying, oh, we're looking at Easter data. That's okay. Business is going to be exactly what I determine it's going to be over the next few months are looking at this in the same way. But there are a load that are saying this is nothing to do with Easter. It's the end of the world. There's so, you know, where's our 25% price crash? This is going to, this is the start of it. It's the start of the end. And those guys are morons. Just going to call it out right now. And again, what I would say to you boys and girls is this. One of the reasons why house prices crashed was it is a pure, simple economics of demand and supply. Now, between the end of 2007 and the, and the middle of 2008, the number of properties coming on the market doubled. So you had everyone was dumping their houses on the market. Demand was curtailed because the banks were holding back on the on, on the lending. So you had reduced demand and increased supply. And what happens in, in any economic circumstance, Ben, when you have too much supply and not enough demand? Prices drop. So therefore, one of the important things is this, is that if the doomongers out there, and again... Yes, house prices that are being achieved today are not what was being achieved last year. Are house prices dropping? Yeah, they are. The, the price that's being achieved today goes versus last year is lower in many locations, not in some. Everything, you know, there isn't just one UK property market. There are lots of, it's like a fly's eye. Will house prices, will, could house prices continue to be lower later in the year compared to now? Quite possibly. But estate agents, you shouldn't be worried about house prices. Your your success is not based on house prices. It's based on getting the bloody houses on the market and selling the bloody things. I mean, let's just go, you know, let's just quickly, so I'll get back off my soapbox. Again, if this was going up to 50 or 60,000 up here, that's when we need to start worrying. Now, again, there's some thoughts there that there's these people coming off fixed rate mortgages, and, and they're going to be finding it hard work. Well, yes. I mean, I don't know about you, Ben, but have you found people coming to you, coming off fixed rates and basically selling because they can't afford the mortgage? So I guess it's um, for context, 
my business is finding country, which is sort of the the top end of the market. And so the the, the buyer and seller demographic is not your your normal purchaser. We very rarely deal with, for instance, first time buyers. There are upsizes, there are downsizes. Um, we deal with a lot of cash or equity rich individuals. So not so much in our world. That doesn't mean I don't interact with estate agents on a daily basis. I'm believe it or not, I'm friends with loads of them. And yeah, anecdotally, there's a bit of that. But actually, <clears throat> the truth is that headline that you've just talked about, people coming off fixed rate mortgages are going to be in trouble. That's just a headline, a clickbait headline that the media are using. When it actually translates out, there that hasn't, you know, the market hasn't been swamped with these people as predicted. Um I think we're just living in a really extraordinarily confusing time and we can get too sucked into supposedly what's going on around us. I mean, you could argue that this that we're doing right now is it, it feeds that because it's more confusion. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, by the way. I think this is really important stuff. But if you just jump on the trade press, you've got the Halifax and Nationwide house price index is saying different things. One says prices are on the up. One says prices are coming down. Last week, you've got mortgage rates. So you've got interest rates. Interest rates have peaked. They're going to be coming down soon. Today, interest rates are going to hit 5%. It's all anticipation. My view is, and I sound like a miserable old git, just ignore it all and get on with life. Just do what you know works and keep doing it. Run the plays that work. Do what you need to to find the right listings, list them, market them appropriately, expose them, get them at the right price, and you will continue to do business. Forget, you don't need to worry about the news because the news is talking about this, as you just said, some nonsense national housing market that doesn't even exist. We all operate in micro markets. Just focus on yours. What's selling in your micro market? Okay, that's where we need to live right now. Let's go make that happen. Let's find those listings. It's so confusing out there. And just focus on what works for you. That's it. Forget everything else. Just do you and everything will be fine. Simple. It isn't easy, but it is simple. Right. Let's carry back on. Like so many things in life. There you go, mate. Right. Price changes. So we're price changes around 15,000. We're going to have a quick look in a second, looking at the how this compares to the going weeks. But again, as you would, you know, it just shows that agents are working their stock. And if you're not working your stock, then either you're putting them on at damn good prices or uh, you're being lazy with your vendor contact. But I think, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of balance there. I think um, those that have been on the market for months now are coming to the realization that the media is confusing them. I saw a piece yesterday that said, um, really late in the process, vendors are now thinking uh, a reneg and put the price up because there's positivity in the market. I mean, yeah, it's it's an education thing. Of course, it is. The more contact you have with your consumer, the more honest you are with that feedback, the more you're going to grease the wheels and move things through. Um, I don't regard that necessarily as dis difficult conversations. I regard that as necessary conversations. For some, it's difficult. But if you embrace those difficult conversations, you will exceed because do things that others are not willing to, and that's how you win. Um, but yeah, interesting price drops. That's, that's, that's good news. I think good stuff. that's the average price of a property selling. Let's move on and talk about sale agreeds. We're going to go a bit more deep when we look at the spreadsheet in a second. So, um, gross sales this week, 19,000. Again, we're looking in isolation, ignoring 21, 2021 and 22, because they were exceptional years. It obviously shows that the number of sales this week is lower than 17, 18 and 19. But again, Easter, and we're going to come and show you what the effect of Easter in a second. Um, the average price of a property selling three five five, and again we're going to look at that in a second. So we'll just pull that. I'll just pull that up. The average That's very price... interesting. Well, this week, yeah. so we're seeing yeah, we're, property prices. We are selling the more expensive stock, right? Is that what I'm looking at here? Well, okay. So the average price of a property coming on the market this week was four hundred and thirty-seven, mm -hmm. and the and the average price of a property coming on market in the last eight weeks has been four hundred and twenty-five. Okay. The average price of a property selling this week. So this is the asking price of when it went sold. So we don't know what it sold for, but we'll assume it sold pretty close to the asking price because that's how it works. Three hundred and fifty-five thousand this week, and the average over the last eight weeks has been. 356 now so the last time i was last time i was on chris i got I, I had time to look at the data in advance and that data in isolation makes it sound like we're listing high and we're not selling high but actually if you look at the data for 21 20 19 18 17 every year 
The listing price is there and the sales price is there. It's no different this year than any other. We're not listing higher price properties. It's just there's a lot more volume at the lower end of the market than the higher end of the market. And that's why it looks distorted. This is exactly right. what the market does each year or each well, week even. Well, let me let me show you this. I was going to show this. I was going to show this at the end, but I'm going to go and have a quick look at it now. So just have a look. We just whiz down to the bottom. The bottom line is this, boys and girls, is that the higher price properties have a lower propensity to sell. Okay. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if you are selling a property that is probably around the 200, 250,000 pound mark, the chances of it selling, I'm just going to pick a figure, are probably uh, somewhere in the order of around 65 to 75%. Okay. The average in the UK is 65. Okay. But if you go up to over a million, the chances of you actually moving are probably closer to 50%. Okay. Also, where you are in the country also affects that. So in London, you have a about a 55% chance of moving if you put your house on the market. But again, outside London, it's going to be nearer 65 to 70. And as you go out, the bit the numbers get bigger. Okay. So therefore, when we're looking at the UK stats, you know, and again, as Ben says, it's it, there isn't so such thing as all market. But what we've got here on this particular graph is this. We've looked at all of the UK listings, which is the blue one, the blue line, and sectioned them up into price range. And then we've looked at all the sales that have taken place in Q1 and again, chopped them up. And as you can quite clearly see that the, if the orange line is bigger than the blue line, it means that they have, they're more of them are selling. And then, you know, look at the million pound mark, you know, 3.6% of the houses that come on the market are, are over a million to 2 million, but only 2.6 of them percent have sold. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sort of does. Absolutely. As you can see, the demand outstrips supply below 300,000 pounds. And it's, yes. you know, between three and 500, you'd be reasonably happy with that. But once you get above 500, you start to see declines. Uh, yeah, that and that I think absolutely supports that expect the average sale price versus the average listing price to be lower. And there's, there's, yeah, that's, that's not concerning data. We, we, I mean, I hadn't even given this any consideration until coming on this and, and doing this with you, but looking at details, looking at data in more detail, that's just how the market works. And that's okay. I mean, it's, it, what is particularly interesting is that um, different agents have a greater propensity or lower propensity to actually sell. There are some <laughs> No, I'm not. I, I, I kid you of not. Of course they do. I mean, what you know, if you look outside and look at the sky, there's a sun there as well. You know, if we're just yeah, of course, some agents are brilliant at getting stuff sold, and some agents aren't. And yeah, that's 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 in. I guess that's every sport in the world. There are people that are brilliant at sport. People are bad at sport. In you know, there are great restaurants. There are bad restaurants. I mean, you know, to, to give you an idea, okay, now I'm not going to mention names of agents, but this is inner London, so that's basically your SW, W postcodes, N postcodes, NW postcodes, E postcodes, SE postcodes, and SW and W, okay? So in the last year, the number one agent by listings, okay, so if we're putting the top five agents by the total houses, of, houses they put on the market, the first agent for every 100 houses that they put on the market they will get 27.8% of those moved. Okay. The second agent by listings number for every hundred houses they put on the market, they will get 56.4% of houses moved. The third agent for every hundred houses they put on the market, 30.2 houses. Number four, 42.6% of houses will move. Finally, number five, 55.7%. So at the top of the game and the top five estate agents, the best in the top five, you've got a 55.7% chance of moving. And the worst estate agent, you've got a 27.8% chance of moving. I mean, that's shocking. Well, it, um, unfortunately, Christopher, estate agency is regarded as a shocking industry for service. And to deny that is nothing short of naive. Whether... Um, people watching this and I would imagine the vast majority of people watching this actually are probably the agents that do a good job because they care enough to watch a detailed show with two handsome devils like us presenting 
but the people that aren't watching this, the people that don't care, the people that are all about volume, and I'm not saying we're not about volume, we believe we need a market share to exist in our local market. In London, without market share, you don't exist, if you don't exist, you don't get the phone calls. So there is a requirement for a certain amount of market share, depending on your commercial operation. But the top five, don't get me wrong, we call it the away rate. So if number one's away rate is 27%, it's, that's crap. I mean, it's awful. It's useless. It's what the consumer expects them to deliver. But they are the number one for listings. So whilst, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they'd love to improve it. From a commercial perspective, they're probably running a pretty nice little business. They are running so a very... That's are, where I think... That's where I think you've got problems with this industry, that the commercials don't relate necessarily to the quality of service. Without naming names, there are agent after agent after agent that they are performing exceptionally well on the books, in their commercials, in their P&L, in their balance sheet. But on the ground, the service level, the delivery, the ability to get the job done. But actually, it's not just get the job done. It's everything from listing to getting the job done, the touch point, the interaction, the quality of service, the marketing strategy, the exposure, that everything like that is completely lacking. And that's why this number is so low. And yet, arguably, they're running the strongest commercial businesses. Um, and I think that's a real, real problem we've got with this industry. I don't have a solution for it because it's not just to say the big guys are bad. There are individual operators out there who are doing a horrendous job. There are individual operators doing a fantastic job and there are big boys doing a fantastic job. So there's no quick fix here. Um, but I think it's important that people don't get on their high horse when the consumer has a negative opinion of us because there's a lot of negativity, a lot of poor performance out there. Absolutely fantastic. Let's get back to the stats. Right then, okay, so um, let's just bring it back. There we go. So the average, uh, no, we've done new instructions. We'll carry on, Watkin. Right, so sale agreed at 355. We've done that. Gross sales accumulative to date, 316,000. And again, I think, again, we're slightly behind the curve, but we've always been slightly behind the curve. I'm going to come on and talk about where we are in a second net-wise. Well, don't well, forget though. So this week, this week, what? So we're in Easter earlier than the other years, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Let's, so let me let's bring that. There you go. So again, apologies for the tags there. I didn't spot them when I did the graphs. So again, <laughs> pink is twenty three, orange is nineteen, blue is eighteen, and yellow is seventeen. So we're similar. So we're similar. We're running similar to blue. Yellow's yellow. Yellow had their dip a little bit later on orange a more subtle dip but irrespective yeah it's, it's an easter dip and so i think sales agreed next week will be right back up there and actually if you that other graph that shows the accumulative don't forget the first i would say the first four weeks of this year were extraordinarily challenging versus 17 18 19 because we were still living off the hangover of kwatang and you know well it's definitely i mean okay apart from the easter dip the gap between year to date figures on net sales was closing 23 yeah. versus 17 18 and 19 she's gone back but again she should catch back up yeah because in 17 18 19 as you can see easter is there again it all depends what happens next week and um, and again i think what we've got to take into account is this there are so many bank holidays this month oh, don't get me started okay oh my there's it coming out of our ears we love a bank holiday in this country any excuse to not get on with some work it's driving me around the bend but but honestly, that I I do genuinely believe that the numbers are going to be a little bit curtailed simply yeah. because of that. I mean, yeah. as you know, I do my sofa chats on a Monday, and I'm like blank for the next six weeks or something. Bar one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's um yeah. God, I do love a good coronation. I mean, I don't come around very often, so I'll, I'll let him have his I'll let him have his day. Good stuff. Right, number sales mm. falling through at um, five two nine nine is the seven year average, not for week fifteen, but for the whole seven years. And it just shows that sell fall throughs. And again, we're going to come on and look at this in a second when I when we dive into the national stats a bit more. Um, we've got the fall throughs again, 2020. Obviously, there's a lot of fall throughs because of, of COVID going into lockdown. Again, 24.28%. Again, just jump in here if you've got anything you've gone to add. I mean, it's yeah, if you take away 2020, what's the average? We've got between 16 and 20. So the average is 18. We're marginally above the average. This is, yeah, this is um, no news is good news, I think. And then price changes at 
as percentage of listings, again, um, few few ex corporate bosses like this particular stats. It shows that you're working your stock um, compared to what's coming on the market. So again, a, a lot of so let's let's actually go and nail down some stats. Can you see that stat in front of you? I can see that stat in front of me. Let's get you out of the way. Okay, what have we got? Let's have a look. Right, so you can quite clearly see that you've got week fourteen. So green is good and red is not so good. Okay. So in the last two weeks, the so this week we're at 27. So let's start off with new instructions, 27,677. Now the average for the last eight weeks pre-Easter was 33,617 compared to the average of 29,912, which is a little bit of a drop. But again, I would expect that because it's Easter. I mean, it's amazing the amount of people are on holiday. And again, if people are on holiday, they're not putting their houses on the market. I'm sure you being in West London, you all went down to the South Coast because that's what you posh people oh, do in West oh, London. Oh, well, that is in 40 years. Yeah, someone's called me posh. I'll take that. Um, no, 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 no. Enough of these holidays. Get on with doing some work. There's plenty of business out there to be done. Hey, no, I'm, um, not, I'm not giving an excuse. It's a reason. No, no, it's an excuse. Stop kidding yourself that reasons and excuses are not the same thing. Um, why didn't you hit targets? Well, yeah, there were some bank holidays. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But somebody hit target with those bank holidays. Um, excuses. No excuses. Just get it done. Stop. Get Just stop. What we're so good at. Let, what can I find? I can always find. Well, I'll tell you excuse. what. Here's a great excuse. Let's move on to price reductions. We're up to 1514 The average for the last two weeks is 16000 compared to a, a uh, eight-week average before when people were at work and not on holiday of 18,380. So what's the solution to this, right? People go away at this time of year and you need to get ahead of the curve. Maybe you want the price reduction. Maybe you wanted it last week, but you knew they weren't going to answer the phone because they were away. How could you have handled that? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, um, look, we've been on the market eight weeks. We've been on the market 12 weeks. We've been on the market 16 weeks. Whatever it is, we've tried multiple strategies. We've done all the different marketing tools that I've suggested and you've been fantastic. You've come along on the journey, but we are now at the point where we've done X amount of viewings and there's only one thing left to do. We need a new pricing strategy. My view is if it doesn't go well for us in the next 10 days, let's do it. Well, we're going to be away in the next 10 days. That's okay. Give me authorization on your behalf to make this decision. I work in your best interest. There is no excuse for not getting the price reduction in the last two weeks when people are away. If you're not planning ahead, yeah, fine. But that's on you. That's not on the consumer. That's not on people being away. It's on you that you haven't planned ahead, that you're not going to be able to contact people. Take personal responsibility. That is the key to success. You are responsible for it. Go get it done. That's it. You are on your soapbox today, mate. I'm I am. Um, um, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of, I've had a very intense workout this morning. I'm full of beans. I'm ready to go. I've heard a few excuses over the last couple of weeks. It's time to dry your eyes and get on with it. I mean, what, mate? I'd, uh, I bet you're an interesting boss. You crack the whip. You also, <laughs> I know you're a good boss as well. So let's not, sorry, we're not allowed to call them bosses anymore, are we? Right. Okay. So the contracts. Now, again, this is where, come on, Doomongers, bring it in. Come on. Come on. Bring us into the fold here. Here we go. Doomongers, average sales per week, the last two weeks, 20,400. 20,247 compared to the average of 23,245. People only. Yeah, sure. I get it. Okay. Like this week, so oh, we're going to get to London in a minute, aren't you? But we saw a spike. Properties priced above a million pounds in London, new to market last week, up, jumped 55%. We Okay, so we, I have done some stats on the percentage difference split down by region, and we'll get to the regions in a second. Okay. Uh, Fall throughs. Uh, again, 4,910 this week. Sorry, 4,460 for the average for the last four weeks, two weeks compared to 4,900. And the percentage, because again, it's all about percentages, fall throughs this week, 22% uh, compared to the uh, Q1 of 21.7. So again, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big tell. Of, if the market is not doing very well, sales fall through. Let's go back to where they were in Q4. Average fall throughs, 39 or 37%. So again, a, 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 yeah, yeah. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So sales, uh, uh, new listings are down. Uh, sales agreed are down. And we're saying that's because of Easter. Fall throughs are down. We're saying that cause, that's because of the market. It's all either Easter related or it's all market related. So I'm pretty sure... 
Um, unfortunately for some people, they're going to get a call in the next week or two and they're going to be told we've changed our mind about the deal we've put together because we've been away for two weeks. It's been Easter. You know, we've had that time with our family and we've decided that we're going to wait until prices bottom out or we're going to wait until mortgage rates come down. I mean, don't get me wrong, go into battle. That's a fight you want to have because, you know, the dreamers about looking for the perfect scenario for when to buy, go toe to toe with them and pull that deal together. But I think full throughs are probably down. Aborted deals are probably down because people are on holiday. Um, But I would say, though, this year, I think the aborted rate at the moment is running at a a very, very positive position. Yes. Problem with losing. I mean, I like to hold together every deal, but losing one in five, I, c- I can live with that, actually. Um, painful as it may be. It sounds like better than the late 30s. Absolutely. Q4. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's where a lot of estate agents are finding it tough at the moment because the fall throughs in Q4 have hit their pa- their pipelines of what they'd be earning now in Q1 or just going into Q2. Mm-hmm. So it feel for you guys. Right, okay, let's, uh, let's go back and look at the stats on regionally based. So we're going to just we're going to fly through these, not particularly quickly. Uh, sorry, particularly quickly. Green is good, red is bad. Um, I'm, again, I'm, I think the important thing is is I just wanted to I've just done some rough stats on how the sales are, um, that have reduced in Easter week. Um, so East Midlands, we're presently at ninety one percent of sale agreed compared to the two months before. So ninety one is one of the best in the country. Uh, again, just shout up. I mean, again, these are all available to download. Um, why is it not? Sorry, what, sorry, Chris, what's at ninety-one percent? Say that again. It, the East Midlands. But no, sorry, what's that? The number of sales in the last two weeks, weekly sales, compared to the two months before. Okay, so they're running at ninety-one percent. Sorry. So, so, so the, see, the sales you, are down the last two weeks versus the last two months, but we're attributing that to Easter, and they're running at ninety-one percent, even though it's Easter. Yes. So that is good. Okay. Yes. So they're running at 91%. But it's interesting is this is that different parts of the country are running at different rates. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So east of England, um, I haven't done the stat on that one. Um, my apologies to those guys in Norfolk and Suffolk. Um, inner London, now this is a stat running at 81.7%. Inner London again. N postcode, NW postcode, E postcode, SE, SWW, and the centre. Yeah, I mean, we would say, um, so we had a crazy period to speak, speak really specifically about our business. Maybe it, it provides a little bit of context or it's really boring, one or the other. Um, about four weeks ago, we had this um, two and a half week period where I don't think we've ever had so many offers coming into the business in that time frame. And looking back and picking it apart, did something happen in the news? Did the world change? Was it people were going away for Easter? Let's get something done before Easter. Okay, sometimes it just happens. But, um, you know, I haven't been able to find what it was because if I could find what it was, we'd be replicating it. But that data you're talking about aligns completely with what we saw for a period. Um, we've seen instructions coming to the market increase in the last week versus the previous two weeks. So, yeah, I think we're um, I think it's going to be an interesting next month to two months. Uh, what's that term? The litmus test as to whether the market is where we need it to be or want it to be. Um, but, uh, you know, the data we're looking at right now, me and you got um, a little bit picked apart on social media by someone I don't know about being data obsessives and tell stories. This data, I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. I love it. It's good for the coffee table because people do want to know what's going on around the world um, in their world. You know, this fuels a conversation, but it's not the story you tell. I hope people aren't using this data to determine how well the rest of the year is going to perform. And they're, they're making their own year. Uh, cliche, you know, you make your own market. Who comes up with this stuff? But the fact is, you want to do well, you need the listings. You want the listings, you just got to do the work. That's all it is. Oh, right. Hold on. Let's go back. Oh, hold on. Da, da, da. Stop share. Um, I've got too many, um, too many windows open. Right, here we go. Okay. We now move on to the northeast. Northeast are running at eighty-four point three percent, and the northwest at eighty-nine. It's pretty sales. good, you know. It's okay. yeah. yeah, you take okay. nine out of ten sales. Yeah, that's fine. But again, it's in a quite. I mean, the only one that sticks out like a sore thumb is London, but London always <laughs> is a weird, weird, weird one. Um, again, these are all available to download, and you can judge your performance against your region's performance. Again, green is good, red is bad. 
Um, Outer London is running at 82.4% of sales. And, um, and Scotland is running at 919 I've always found it fascinating that everything's quite tight. Even though we'd say that there is not one market, everything seems to move up and down at the same rate. Well, because, yeah, let's, let, let's re remind ourselves, the market is determined by consumer sentiment. Consumer sentiment is driven by mass market media. Mass market media is reaching everyone with headlines on the internet, on your app, on your new, in your newspaper. So they still feel the market. What's happening in politics, what's happening in the media still determines how people feel about buying and selling. So it, it should have the same impact up and down the market. I just think to talk about national averages around sort of property stock is crazy. But you can certainly, I think, talk about national averages when it comes to consumer sentiment. That's, you know, you're talking about behavioral economists and how they determine whether we're going to have a great year or a bad year. They're looking at consumer sentiment and thinking about how they're going to react to things that are going on in the economy and political climate. Get, I, I, I find it fascinating that there's supposed to be a recession, but have you tried to get into a restaurant or the coffee shop? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard, uh, so Ian was on... Um, recently and he was at the same conference that i was the finding country conference and the the economist we had on stage said that um actually what we need is a bit of medicine right now the sooner we get the medicine the less of it we're going to need the longer it takes for us to reach this recession the tougher the recovery will be but we can't get ourselves into a recession because everyone's in a nice restaurant everyone's spending 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 no one's pulling it in so gdp and inflation is still an issue um, and until that's addressed, until we stop spending, we won't hit the recession. If we don't hit recession, at some point down the line, life's going to get really, really tough. So don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah, I, I can't make the argument for let's get into a recession because we know what that does to consumer sentiment and that might slow things down as well. So, you know, I'm being selfish in that respect, but I'm being very honest with my wife and saying no more nice dinners. Let's stay at home. This is a really, I've just, I've just been to a fantastic economist. We're not going out anymore. This is exactly what I needed to hear. This is what I needed in the Madden household. No more spending money. Let's be sensible out there. Um, it's yeah. It, it, but yeah, I I don't know now. I think I don't know if maybe I've lost touch. Does the average Joe? Does does Mister and Mrs. Consumer? Are they worried about the future? They're not worried. Are we getting a polarization of how people feel about the market? I mean, there's there's so much activity right now that it's hard to argue that people are that worried about the future right now. Well, but then we went through COVID and that was at the almost end of the world. And if you look back at the previous recession, certain things went up in, you know, people were having little luxuries. So they weren't buying the big car or they weren't going to, to you know, you'd be amazed out there. What, what if you go for a holiday booking in one of, you know, the traditional areas, you know, where it's like a thousand, two thousand pound a week, there is a lot of availability out there. So probably people, instead of spending two grand going to Suffolk, are probably spending 100 quid going out for a meal. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know. If we knew, it's we difficult. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, don't forget, people have still got, you know, there's, there's statistics to support that people have got more, still got more savings than they used to having pre-COVID because of COVID. COVID, in essence, forced people to leave money in their bank account. The last couple of years, they've been desperate to spend it, but there's still an argument and there's still statistics to support that bank accounts have got money in them and people are desperate to spend it instead of holding on to it. So, um, but you're right, it's maybe not as much in the bank account, so we're not going to have the big holiday, but yeah, we can certainly go out for dinner every other week. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting out there, but that's 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 the market we those... find ourselves in. That's yeah, it's a good thing. There's yeah. there's yeah. positivity around. Take advantage of that. Use that to your um, to your benefit as an estate agent. Um, just some final some numbers. Uh, Wales is on eighty six. West Midlands is on eighty three, and Yorkshire is on ninety two. Um, we don't normally spend a lot of time on these. These are available to download to see where you are in terms of gross sales against listings, sales that fall through. Again, green is good, red is bad. Uh, again, just download them, have a look at them, boys and girls, and they'll all be there available for you. I think this is cumulative year to date uh, in terms of listings, gross sales and lettings. Again, notice that the in the net sales line in week 15, she's easing off a bit simply because 2020 is coming in with the sales as well. Again, I suspect that we're going to see red all the way through simply because 23 is slightly behind, is going to be obviously behind 2021 and 22. 
and 19 and 18 and 17. Although we've, if we can get Easter, we were catching up. So who knows? We might pass. Who knows? I right. think we'll surpass. I think we will. Okay, good stuff. Right. Let's move on to the last part of the element of the show where we go and focus on a, in a town or city. And what I'd like us to do is I'm going to give you a picture and I want you to have a have a, gla- a guess on on the on the place that we're going. Is that okay? That is okay. Yeah. Um, All right. And here we me. go. Hold on a second. There we go. And you should be able to see a picture. <laughs> okay. So I will must stress to you that we're not going to the Nakatomi Tower. So. <laughs> Classic, okay. yeah. That is he. I mean, he's played some great roles, but that yeah, you're right. That it might be his best role. Um, yeah, he was exceptional. Great film. Yeah, classic. Absolutely. Okay, we are going to Nottingham. Hey, this will be right. Think about this. Morgan Freeman in that film has he aged? No. Morgan Freeman back then looked. Yeah, you know, what's that movie's got to be? What thirty years old? Yeah. Morgan Freeman looked old 30 years ago. He's not, he looks the same old now. What's going on? What's the, something, something's not quite right there. Morgan Freeman is, um, yeah, yeah, maybe a vampire. I'm not sure. Yeah, there you go. Well, only time will tell on that one. Do like his movies. <laughs> right, okay, so we're going to Nottingham, okay, boys and girls. So this is of, of interest to people in Nottingham. I stress to you that all the stats have come from. Wait for it. Give me a drum roll, please. <laughs> Go on. Uh, all, oh, the stats, just... all, all the stats have come from the 20EA Insight platform, which provides stats for, for, for me. This is the national platform. This is available free of charge to you. If you go to 20EA and go to Insights and go there, you can have up to three postcodes free of charge. After that, you do pay a little bit of money. Um, oh, I, I didn't do... know that. So, sorry, when, so since when you can get three postcodes for free? When, when did that come into existence if it's there i just spotted it the other day like i said i don't get paid <laughs> i don't get paid i just well, I th- I mean, genuinely i think we have to have a commercial discussion because I, I still haven't received my check from the first issue uh, edition overview but i think 20 EA should be sponsoring the show they should be throwing some shekels in um you know you're a media operation and yeah you you could be you know you could no, be but you know damn well mate i can't i do not take kickbacks from anyone and, okay, then they okay. can donate that money to charity. They should okay. be, they're getting fantastic coverage every week. Let's get some shekels out of these guys. That's not the Chris Watkin way. Okay. <laughs> and okay, we're not, no, we don't take kickbacks. We, 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 we just, I mean, other data providers are available and we do use date other data, but this is the, this is the best data that we're available at the moment. So, what we're doing today is this. So, just you, mate, you just jump in. We're looking at, we're going to do mainly residential sales and we are going to be looking at the postcodes of NG1. We're not doing NG2 because that's West Bridgeford, which is called Bread and Lard Island. Because it's it looks like, okay. And it's called Bread and Lard. It's like the posh bit. Okay. So what's the what's the posh bit of West London? Chiswick. Chiswick. I'm sitting in it. Okay, then. So you know, like Chiswick looks like an island mostly because it has the loop going round. <laughs> Okay. Well, in West Bridgeford, the loop, the, the Trent goes round West Bridgeford, and it's called Bread and Lard Island because in the old days, the old people used to buy dripping to dip their bread in, right. uh, you know, to, to to for food. But because the houses were so expensive, they couldn't afford dripping. They could only afford lard. So it's called Bread and Lard Island, and everyone else in the poor areas had decent dripping. There you go. Go well, and ask that's... your grannies and your great grannies what dripping was. People used to buy lumps of fat, melt it down, and dip their butter in, dip their bread in it. I just but isn't there isn't there a lesson to be learned there? In the old days, people would sacrifice dripping and have lard so they could have a nicer property. Yeah, are you willing to sacrifice something right now so that you can get on the housing ladder or have a nice property? What is it? What was on that film? Um, cancel your Netflix subscription and you'll be a homeowner in no time. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, the other one is what was called Kippers, Kipp- Kippers and Curtains um, because they couldn't afford Kippers. They spent all their money on the curtains. to well, <laughs> And I get it. I get it. I, I, curtains are important in a house. Yeah, absolutely. Right then. Okay, so this is NG1, not NG2 because it's West Bridgeford. Three, four, five, six and seven, which is basically core Nottingham, excluding West Bridgeford. Okay. 
And we're firstly looking at stock levels, which again is an important um, um, thing. And we can quite clearly see here that these two big daddy-o estate agents, which is Holden Copley and David James. So let's just have a quick look at Holden. So the average price in the last two and a half years, because this is from the 1st of the 1st, 21, through to the 19th of um, April. So the average price is 228. Let's remember that one. Then, because then we can okay. see which, where, where, if they're upper quartile, lower quartile. Okay, so Holden Copley coming in. Oh, right. So they're at two, two, three. So therefore, they're obviously a middle of the road estate agent. They've put on two thousand five hundred and eighty, but you can quite clearly see their stock of properties has been going down. Quite mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Ours is not to to are judge. They, who, who are holding? Do you know anything about them? Are they corporate, independent? How many branches? They are an in, they are an independent, and they really have come from nowhere in the last five. I can't remember. It's it's about. It's not. They 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 weren't around ten years ago, and they really have come on really strong. Okay. Um, I did put a phone call into them yesterday just to find out a bit more, but they couldn't be bothered to come back to me. But I'm sure they, were, <laughs> I'm sure they were so busy that they couldn't back to me. I'm sure they are a firm. I have heard good things about them. Okay, let's go look at David James. Okay, and it appears that their market share has steadily been growing. Obviously, had that little spike there. They're at two three eight. Pretty make average goalkeeper though. Okay. Okay. William H Brown one seven two. So again, they tend to be. They might be. Um, more in the north end of, of Nottingham, which again, the house prices are a little bit cheaper, more, more inexpensive. Um, and they're at 172. Our Hart, which are going to be a corporate estate agent, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty um, level in terms of their number of properties. Purple Bricks, again, looks like they're, they're at their, their stock levels have been slightly dropping. But again, that's it. I would expect that because that's what's happening in the rest of the UK. FHP Living, they tend to deal more with the posh end in Nottingham. Um, What's the FHP stand for? Freeman, Hardy and Willis. No, it, it, I, do, I do know it, but I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Franklin is a part of the Countrywide, which is obviously part of Connells. Uh, Bairstow Eves. Marriott's are a good estate agent uh, in local independent. They seem to be growing and Robert Ellis there. We'll just have a quick look at the sales just to see if that if that makes any difference so again let's go holden copley again that, that's been pretty static i mean it's been up and down david james again what's interesting though is the market share increases in sales for both for all the, well certainly for the top three they their their market share of listings Versus their market share of sales, so they they list well, but they sell at a higher proportion than their competitors. Okay, so let's now move on and look at my favourite screen, and that is how efficient the estate agent is. Okay, uh, we've done this screen many times, and um, interestingly, here that in Nottingham, nine point six percent of the houses that come onto the market in the last twelve months have been with online estate agents compared to the national average of 5.7, okay? When we were in Oxford, it was the complete other way around. It was a really low number. So I find it so funny, though, that the of all the data we could be looking at that 20 EA have decided is important, online agents have got their own little piece to the left. What, you know, yeah, because why? estate agents are obsessed about purple bricks. I don't know if they are anymore. I think people have moved on. I think the, the current obsession is the self-employed agent. The online was one thing, and now the, the current obsession is self-employed, and you've got the the extremes of, you know, you've you've got certain brands that are just obsessive about pushing their brand out there and the individuals that you know, do well from growing that network. And then you've got the, the guys on the other side of the fence that don't believe in that model in any way whatsoever. And I, I think that's the new argument. Okay, good stuff. Well, we could probably look at that another time. Um, bottom right hand corner shows you the growth of listings in the last 12 months, which I think is quite interesting that Marriott's and FHP are growing and the big boys, which is David James and Holden Copley have, have dropped. But again, we saw that in the previous with the amount of stock. But let us go and have a look at my favorite bit, which is the, you know, and the, this is the problem with the 20 EA platform is that it's a bit of a geek fest, which is great for you and me. But for estate agents, it is quite hard work to spot the gold amongst the dirt. Okay. 
and it quite simply is this as um as brian mansell said last week if you put a house on the market it's not marketing a home it's getting a house moved your house moving you're getting people moved and it's this graph here it's this bit here here that as you know and we keep banging on about it like a drum i do apologize no i'm not going to apologize is this is for every hundred houses, for every house that you put on the market, it's either going to leave your agency, either being exchanged or withdrawn. You'd agree with that premise, yes? I certainly would. And therefore, for every hundred houses that Holden Copley put on the market, they will exchange contracts, or, or in essence, we're assuming the exchange is completion because it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent certain. That means they're going to exchange. They're going to move eighty point four. So what I've done here is this in true Watkins style is I've actually put this into a graph. How about that? Show it to us. I'm telling you, mate. Stop toying is... with us and show us it. Hold on. Patience, my impatient one. This this is gold. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is gold. I love the confidence. This is gold. So I don't know how much you can see of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zero in on that graph until you say it's... it's it's um it's not but it's, it's, it's reasonable but then i'm on a laptop so yeah if anyone's watching this on their mobile phone good luck right so you should be able to see a graph of blue and pink lines we certainly can right then so this is data from 20 ci and what they have done what they do is they look at everything that's left your books in the last 12 months and if it's and and if it's either with i know there's a slight delay to allow for for the land registry but it, if it if it appears on the land registry you've obviously exchanged on it and if it doesn't appear on the land registry after three months, then obviously it's been withdrawn. Okay, that's the way it works, I believe. And here we go. From left to right, we have put it in the order of listing numbers. Okay, so Holden Copley are the biggest agent for listings. Then David James, and then all the way through. And I think we have done the top uh, 30 here. So these are the top 30 estate agents in NG1, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Okay. And as you can quite clearly see, Holden and Copley are at 80.4, David James at 86, William H. Brown at 64, Hart, again, Hart at 62. Okay, so you can, you can, oh, sorry, let's go back there one. Hold on. You might so, have... So we got, in the, in the top five, we got the two independents. Yes. Great for volume, great, great for um, exchange rate. Yeah. Next two are corporates. Next great three are corporates. Mm, next two are corporates. Great for um, volume, but not great for exchange rate. And then Purple Bricks, I think for me, sits in this weird world. So I'll agree with you that they would present themselves as a corporate, but the operators are individual independents. For me, they just, you know, and look at that. What a fantastic away rate. That's good for them. And mm -hmm. yeah, they spotted that one too. Yeah, you open. Not so much in terms of volume and listings, but their success rate, phenomenal. I mean, if you if you actually look at this and look at, would you consider that Purple Bricks, Strike, and Yopa are online estate agents? Honestly, I've just sort of moved away from that language. I, you know, I, they're not traditional high street. Yeah, sure, they don't have commercial premises. Um, we're having a lot of conversations in our own business right now, actually, around commercial premises, and we love them. I'm I'm very traditional. I love the high street. I like to see independent traders on the high street. But the facts remain that commercial rents and business rates are ridiculously high. And so does that make for a really great business model to be there? Because we don't think we have more than a couple of people walk into our business on a monthly basis to talk shop. They want directions uh, in our business because we don't present it necessarily as your sort of stereotypical estate agency office. We get things like, oh, are you a furniture shop? Or what do you guys do? Um, so I don't necessarily go over this online, offline. I'm much more lean towards independent versus corporate. Or in the case of, for me, Purple Bricks, Yopa. And honestly, I don't know enough about Strike to, to, to give commentary. But when you have someone who's got skin in the game and they have to make it work for themselves, this data for me supports that that model does work. Could we keep purple bricks, strike, and yopa as yellows, or would you want to put them back to green, uh, to uh, pink? What would well, you say? So, what are the, what, why were they pink originally? What was pink well, versus corporate cor versus they were, independent? They were corporate, corporate versus independent. Okay. What so do you think? You we move, do? So you move as well would be independent, far right. 
yes, I put in because um, they as, because that's uh, a franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would look at. Um, yeah, I think there's three categories now. You've got corporates, you've got independents, and then you've got businesses that operate as self-employed. And um, so, yeah, I think Purple Brick, Strike, Yopa, and Yumu. Um, no, again, no, I'm sorry, because I would say you move and, and the likes of, of Northwoods, they are independents. They just trade under a brand name. Sorry, but, again, I, I don't want to be ignorant here. I'm, I'm, I, what I know of you move is purely what I read in the trade press. And so actually, do they, you move is more like a franchise operation, is it? You move is a franchise. Okay. Operation. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, my bad there. Um, but the self-employed operation, I think is, there are, there are serious um, positives to that model. So look, Cards on the table. We've got an employee team in our core business. We have business partners in secondary businesses, and we have self-employed operators also within our business. So we have every structure. And I'm not saying um, one is. Uh, what am I saying? Yeah, I mean uh, that data supports that the people that have skin in the game do that a little bit more. When you're an individual operator, there's less wastage allowed. When you're an independent business there's some wastage when you're a corporate there's so little accountability for the wastage and i think that's what we need to look at at scale corporates can live with wastage independents they don't like wastage but they can live with a bit because they're a slightly bigger business it, when you're out that, on your own yeah but on. is that is that right for the client when 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 if you look here you know in terms of this is that if i went on the market with heart for example, great brand, great management structure. I have a 62% chance of selling. But if I go on with David James, I have an 86% chance of selling, which at the end of the day is what a state agency is about. Well, all right, let me phrase it another way. You go to a restaurant um, and you can go to, no, in fact, let's use hotels. You can go to a five-star hotel, a four-star hotel and a three-star hotel. The experience will be very different. As such, I hope so will the pricing model. And so my argument here would be David James should be able to dictate a stronger fee because they probably do some really fantastic stuff to ensure their 86% exchange rate, but they also are able to guarantee a higher rate of success. So they simply need to be a more expensive product. There will always be in every market, there will be a selection of solutions based on quality, based on value, based on price. So that's what we're looking at here. Um, don't get me wrong, William H. Brown and Hart, their listing levels are astonishing. Is that because they are doing cut rate deals? Holden Copley and David James, I really hope, I really hope they're seeing it two and a half percent because they deserve it based on the volume instructions and their success rate. Purple Bricks, different model, different pricing structure, but they their success rate is 88 percent. It's absolutely fantastic. Any agent in London would rip your arm off for that. Um, so they should, you know, I think it comes down to price, service and price for me are intrinsically aligned and that's how you assess value um it, your question is it right for the consumer you're never going to have everyone who's 100 successful you just can't it's not possible for everyone to be uh no i mean looking at this data nobody's 100 successful the argument here is holding copley are fantastic but one in five consumers leaves unhappy because they're not selling that one in five so there's no perfect solution is there no but hard to what four in ten Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's so, not a criticism of heart. Great, great brand, great people. But just, so, you know, again, that's something that we could probably carry on a discussion at the next Final Country Conference over a, a glass of refreshing. <laughs> we can, as long as you stop saying there's no criticism of heart. Don't worry about criticism. We're allowed to have opinion and people are allowed to be a I don't know because I have no criticism of heart. Yeah, but don't worry because you're only talking about their data. You don't need to back it up with no criticism of heart. Okay, it's, I'm you know, just a nice... Ben, I'm just a nice person. Okay. You are a nice person. I'll give you that. Okay. So this next screen, which is, again is available on the Insights platform, well, what they do is they look at every single one of your properties that they you put on the market and, and attribute an automated valuation model, which is, is a posh word for uh, a PayPal, uh, not PayPal, a ValPal figure. Okay. And then they actually then look at what you actually sold it for. So they, you put 100 houses on the market, they took the average of what it came on the market for versus what it uh, what he thinks it was worth, and then saw what it sold for. And hey, presto, we could spend hours on this, we're running out of time. But fundamentally, if every Nottingham agent put a £250,000 house on, Holden Copley would sell it for 264, David James at 259, William H. Brown 261, 
and Hart at 257. So again, there, if you were William H. Brown, whilst you're low, you had a lower number of uh, getting them sold, you would actually get a slightly better price. Holden Copley, look, they were number one for listings. Their exchange rate was really good, and they get an average of slightly higher of 3,844 than the Nottingham average. So no wonder they Holden... no wonder they didn't take your call yesterday. They're too busy well, doing business. Too busy. They can't they can't speak with the Watkin. There you go. So again, just have a look at this data as I said. Um, let's move on and see how the agents in Nottingham are faring in terms of actually getting the property sold. So if you actually look, NI is new instruction to sold to the contract and sold to the contract to completion. Um, and you quite clearly see that Robert and then of add the two together. So if you put your house on the market with Robert Ellis, that you would be moving 156 days later all the way up to David J. Holden's at 176 and Bairstow Eves at 218. So again, if I was going up against Bairstow Eves, great estate agent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We've got to get a bell. I ring every time we do that. Okay. Well, you normally take the piss on me because I'm a bit of a 20 EA fan. Which yeah, well, you're a 20 EA fan, you're an estate agent fan. You just, you just, you just look at It's a good thing I'm here to be the, to be the thorn in your side. Uh, You've got, that's why I, I used you to do because at the end of the day, it'd just be sickly and nice and bunny rabbits. If no, 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 no. Okay. So again, if you're dealing with a, a, a client who wants to move quickly, then using this data works you really well. It can, shows you how well you're not only you're selling a house, but how quickly your sales progression is doing. Because there's a huge difference here between 116 and 145 days. There is. And that's a month. Yeah. And then well, you, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Best Eves versus Robert Ellis, 156 versus 218. That's a that's that's an outrageous jump. Um, what's this? It's more than the fifth, it's more than a third jump. That's yeah, that that that's a big, big difference. But then, our best are even in the race when you look at uh pricing achieved and success rate. I'm not sure, I'm not um, sure if best are a franchise in Nottingham or not. They were 20 years ago, but they might have been bought back. I'm not 100% sure, right? Okay, um, let's move on and look at rentals, okay? Um, now again, the Nottingham market is very skewed by the student market. Hence why you can see the October, November jump here. Um, open rent, I've got 8% of the market. Oh, it's died. Do apologize. Um, they've got 8% of the market. I, I can't go any more from this because uh, she's crashed, which happens because I've had it open too long. Um, and it's lettings. It's crashed because it's lettings. And, you know, everyone's here for sales. It's, this is someone's telling you, don't don't dwell on lettings. Don't dwell on the lettings. Um, I tell you, I will just just briefly just show you is is this graph, um, which um, is um, looking at the upper quartile in. Oh, uh, interesting. In in Nottingham, and you can quite clearly see the FHP. And so this is, uh, if memory serves well, this is it's either six hundred and fifty and above or seven hundred and fifty above. I can't remember. I'm, I'm going off memory, uh, and you can quite clearly see FHP do tend to dominate that market and i've gone ng all the way through to ng17 including west bridger because that's the posh area and you quite clearly see that fhp now in nottingham were probably um somewhere in the middle of the table in the top 10 now they're, they're top dogs did surprise me there is is that savills are they used to be very dominant in nottingham they're not particularly flying go there Rich, tell you what no, number six looks good oh what no, a, number six what is good rich Richard Watkinson's are a fantastic state agent, local independent, great people. Robert Ellis, again, uh, mainly out to the west, but they're obviously coming into the city. Royston Lund are a, a West Bridgewood based agent, um, and Holden Copley, obviously, getting their share, but obviously not as dominant in the posh area. They tend to obviously deal with Jimmy Potts and not posh people. Um, I yes. mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be shouting out my fine country colleagues 70% SSTC, best on the graph. 67% exchange rate, best on the graph. Uh, lowest withdrawn rate. Good work, guys and girls. Uh, there you go. Just thought I'd give you that little little prize there. Just for... <laughs> okay, right. So we're, we're, we're now going to finish the show now. Um, any final thoughts on what the, all these stats told you? Absolutely nothing. It's just a bit of fun. Don't get obsessed. Don't get sucked in. Don't worry about the data. Um Holden Copley are smashing it this year. They are caning it. So 
I hope their I fees rely on. I hope they're not doing that on cheap fees because they've they've got great, <laughs> great. Yeah, they'll absolutely have destroyed everything I've just said over the last five minutes. Um, yeah, look, data is data. Me and you got called out on social media for being obsessed with it. I think it fuels conversation. It provides context. At the end of the day, the consumer doesn't want a historian. They want a behavioural economist. They want to know what the future holds. No one has a crystal ball. All you can do is use this data to build great professionalism, build great trust, build that rapport, ensure that you are regarded as the oracle. How do you do that? Because I know all this stuff. That allows the consumer to have confidence in you and for you to guide the consumer to being a owner of a sellable home. That's what we're looking for. So that's how I would use it. That's how I would leave it. It's been a lot of fun. I've been a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but good stuff. Ben, you are absolutely awesome. And uh, we will be inviting you back in about a month's time. Uh, you're always extremely good value for money. But more importantly, thank you, the viewing public, for watching this or if it's on podcast listening to it although i'm not sure listening to it by bringing up the slides again those slides are downloadable from the from the description on either youtube or uh, soundcloud or whatever provider the podcast is coming on as i said the stats are there just to help and guide and support you on your journey in a state agency i hope that is of use i look forward to seeing you next week um where we'll be looking at more stats and uh, thank you for your time and your efforts. If you've got any questions, give us, please do put them in the YouTube comments. And if you've got any suggestions on areas that we can look at, we do have a long list of towns that we have got on the list, but more are always required and please just put them in the list or send me a, a DM. I'm available on most of the social media platforms, especially Facebook and LinkedIn. Ben, thanks again for your time today. Great to see you, and we'll see you soon. See everyone else soon. See you on. See you soon.